This is JMJ Real Talk with Josh, Maria, and Jolene. Making connections is the topic for today. Why is it important to make connections? I remember my, actually it was my second year teaching and my boss at the time said, we're moving you out of third grade. We need you in fifth grade because there is a student that needs you. And I was like, what does that mean exactly? Uh, This student uh, was very disconnected with all of staff and students. The student had physically hurt some of the staff members the previous year. And I knew that what this kid needed was to make a connection. And so I figured out how to connect with him. I actually connected with with his younger brother before because I noticed that at bus duty, he was, he just doted over his little brother. And so I connected with his little brother first. And then I was like, Hey, I'm going to be a fifth grade teacher next year. And he's like, Hey, my brother's going to be in fifth grade. I'm like, really, I'd love to meet him. And I did not have one problem with that kid, except on the last day of school. And it was because it was the last day of school and he knew that he was going to go on to middle school and he wasn't going to see me again. He wasn't going to have that connection. Yes. His safety was being removed. Yes. And so, man, I love that kid. It's those types of moments in your teaching career where you're like, this is what it is. This is why we do this. We need to make connections with those kids that are disconnected. And making sure that, uh, you know, like, like Jolene said, it's not just about those easy connections. You know, we have a lot of kids who are connected and um, and easily connected too. Those are the fam- those are the kids who come from families that do family game nights. Those are the families that go to the movies. They spend time on the weekends together. They work on their homework together. Those are the kids that make connecting easy. While it's important to strengthen the connection with those kids, it's equally as important to connect with those tough kids. And, you know, the the tough kids that we're talking about are the ones who who have trauma in their lives. They have disconnected families. And it's a it's kind of a a family Uh, generation after generation of disconnection because of something that happened along the time of being even grandparents. It can go back to even great grandparents. And so those tougher kids, because they have such a wall built up, they're the ones that we really have to make sure that we are are trying to find ways of connecting with and, and, and making a meaningful connection. And not putting what they've done in the past as what they could do in the future. Giving him that start over, giving him a chance to be who he was, and being more understanding of where he was coming from really helped trying to figure out that one little thing. For him, it was poetry. He was all about poetry. He loved to write poems. And I... And I only figured that out because I talked with him. I talked with him and I connected. Do you think that it would be different had you have listened to previous teachers of this child? Yes, because, you know, I mean, he had hurt three adults the year before. Uh, He actually, you know, really physically hurt someone. And so I feel like if I would have gone into the mindset where, oh my goodness, I'm getting this kid in my classroom versus uh, my boss telling me this kid needs you, you know he needs you as a teacher. Uh, That's a whole different way of spinning it and thinking about who is coming into your classroom. But also having the mindset of having a fresh start every day. It's not, you know, the whole year, but it's like a fresh start every year. Every, Every day is a new day. And I think that's very important for our, for our tough kids. 
And it can be such a hard thing to do. Taking it every day at a time and realizing because kids don't have a concept of time. And so for them, when they leave your classroom every single day, they come back the next day with hours and hours of in-between time that they've spent back to their trauma. And so they've lived in that situation, but then when they come back to school, they need you to be on your top of your game and to be the same consistent person that you were yesterday. And saying that it's not personal because it's not personal. They're seeking connection, but they don't know how. And they talk through their behavior. Their behavior is a form of communication. A lot of times we we hear these behavior kids or these tough kids referred to as attention-seeking. Attention-seeking is such a, a difficult way of putting it because while what they're doing is causing a lot of attention to be brought to them, either negative or positive, we have to be careful because is it really that they're, they're seeking attention or are they seeking connection? And a connection, whether it's a, you know, for some kids, a negative connection is really what helps them to to feel safe because that's the environment they've been in. But if we can help flip that one little minute at a time by creating a positive interaction and a positive connection, then we're going to help to rebuild brainwaves and help to rebuild those neurons so that they can kind of stop that generational trauma that's happening. And it takes time. I mean, and um, just coming from a background of trauma, negative feedback, it feels better than positive feedback to start with because you don't know what it's like to have positive feedback. So even like nowadays, when I receive positive feedback, it's very uncomfortable. I know how to react to negative feedback. I don't know how to react to positive, but I'm getting better at it. The negative is is familiar. So it, it makes it better. And I think easier. that predictability of that you're always going to start over the next day, like you talked about, I think that is really helpful to them that they know that even though they mess up, it's we we have another day, we have another week, we have another month. Uh, I feel like that is very important. So kind of getting back onto the the connection piece of it is how do you make connections? How, how do you make connections with kids in general? Just having a conversation. I mean, just talking to kids and like Jolene said, trying to find what they're interested in. I mean, and genuinely trying to figure that out instead of, hey, I like this, so you must like that. Or, you know, not being fake, just trying to make a true connection. Yeah, if you if you uh, have a kid who, who likes, uh, oh, what's something popular right now? Uh, Minecraft. Minecraft. Oh man, I hear so much about Minecraft or Fortnite. If you have a kid who who that's what they live and breathe. They get off of school and they go right onto the computer to play those games. You know, you don't have to play the game to make a connection with them. You don't have to really know anything about it. You have to just show an interest in the gaming side of things. And they can teach it to you. Let them be the teacher. You know, in in episode 1 we talked about how kids can be the teacher, giving them an opportunity to teach you about things so that they feel safe, they feel wanted, they feel needed. Giving them that opportunity is going to be a helpful in creating a connection. But if you, if they come to you and start talking to you about the the game that they're playing or the, the latest comic that they're looking at or the latest book they're reading and you don't show an interest, even the slightest interest in it, you have now created a roadblock for you and that child. It takes time. It takes a lot of time. And I know that we all have a certain curriculum that we have to follow or 
uh, things that we have to do throughout the day, but it's a lot better to even take that time. Even if you have to get through something else, just listening is so helpful. And it's, it's, you know, in the long run, you might get to that math lesson, but the fact that you stopped and listened is key. And that's going to be worth it in the long run, because you're going to have that trust and that connection so that when you're teaching later in the year, they're going to be apt to want to learn from you. You're building that that connection with every single kid in your classroom. You're making sure that every kid realizes that you are connected to them. And it does take time, like we've said. But if you don't put that time in, you're going to regret it later. So we talked about, you know, connections with with kids who come from a connected family. It's pretty easy. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so so those kinds of connections, and especially when, you know, they play sports. Sports is something that can be easily connected with. You don't have to know much about soccer, basketball, football, to be able to make somewhat of a connection with those connected kids. But if you are interacting with a tough kid who their entire life is they get up, they go to school, they come home, and they go sit in their bedroom and they maybe play video games all by themselves. Or maybe they listen to mom and dad screaming and yelling out in the in the front room. Or they have, you know, people coming in and out of their house all the time. Those are the kids that those connections are the hardest to make because maybe you don't come from a traumatic background as an educator. Not everybody does. Not everybody does experience trauma in the same way. And so we we uh, have found some ways of being able to, to connect with those tough kids. Just making sure that we, like we've said before, making those connections of the tiniest amount of what video game they play. You know, maybe maybe they're wearing a color that's your favorite and you bring it up like, hey, your shirt is really cool. It's a green color, you know. And I feel like even even sharing some of your life experiences also helps them to w- be willing to share as well. Because I feel like, you know, sometimes we feel that, oh, well, we can't share anything about ourselves, but that's not going to help you make a connection with them to know that, you know, hey, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. And, uh, you know, I was a fourth grader once too, or whatever grade level you teach, uh, and kind of relate to them on that level really helps them want to trust you and want to share things with you. And I've used the strategy of if they don't want to talk, I've had that a few times when I was a, a counselor, if they don't want to talk, it's like, okay, then ask me a question. What do you want to know about me? It's like, and then they're still not willing to talk. Well, ask me another question. What do you want to know about me? And just saying, you know, I am a person too. I do have feelings and that's relatable. So in regards to tough kids and making connections, we, we talked about how it takes time, but it takes even more time with tough kids. They have so much baggage if you will, that they that they bring with them that doesn't allow them to trust easily. And now they have this new adult every year who thinks that they're going to be your best friend. And they want, you know, the adult is really wanting to make a smooth transition for them into the next grade level. They're wanting to to show them that not all adults are the same and 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 you as the adult sometimes is like, well, why don't you like me? Like, why? Why? Well, I don't care if they like me. They don't have to like me, but but they have to do what I say, you know. And and so we really want to focus on that that big connection piece of it. One of the things that I've done in in my classroom is I've chosen to give up my duty free lunch to be able to have conversations with kids. And I will you know sit down and we'll eat lunch together so that we can 
just learn a little bit about what they like to eat even. If you can't connect with any other way, connecting with food <laughs> is always it a always good works. choice. <laughs> that works with adults too. <laughs> Why is it important to make student-to-student -student connections? Well, I think it it's all part of building that classroom family and having the ability for them to have time to share. Even if it's like a small moment in my classroom, we have a some good news reporter who tells us something good that's going on in their lives. And then they get to, of course, pick up their classmates that raise their hand to have uh, some good news shared. And it's really fun because then the kids share some things and then they're like, hey, I like to do that too. Or I didn't know you were into that. I like to, let's talk about that at recess. Or it just, it's really helpful to give them time to have that opportunity to build that classroom family. Well, and it's also like a life skill, you know, to have those peer connections and to learn how to be socially appropriate. To be able to listen to each other and wait. Yes. Wait until they uh, stop talking to be able to say, oh, I like that too. You know, yeah. it's not a quick interruption, you know, making sure that they learn those skills. Some of the other things that we do to help foster student-to-student -student connection is you know, making students greeters. Jolene kind of talked about one of the classroom jobs that she has for her kids, uh, making a student a student greeter. So after recess or after lunch, they, they get to pick a greeting to do that's fun, that's, you know, has some some form of a positive touch in there, has some eye contact and and really just meaningfully greeting those students. And and a lot of times, you know, we'll, we'll get into classroom jobs later in, in our podcast, but making sure that the kids are, that they that you're putting in these jobs are kids who are disconnected so that they can find a connection with someone. They may not connect with every single kid in the classroom. That's a lot to ask um, of a kid who's very disconnected. But if they have an opportunity through greetings, through doing the, the good news reporter, then they're going to find somebody that they can connect with which then means that on recess, they're not going to be sitting alone anymore. They're going to have somebody to hang out with. And someone to trust. We talked a lot about students and adults. We've talked about students and students, but equally in a educational environment, having adult to adult connection. You know, if you think about your work setting and the people that, that you're working with, do do does everybody get along? Does, no. does everybody have a... Uh, you know, honestly, not we're all adults. We all have disagreements with different people, and it doesn't mean that we hate each other's guts. You know, we we want to to still care for those people, and we we have an opportunity to make a connection with them with the same equal thing. Kind of the nice thing about being in education that if that it is is if you are in education, you all have the the same common thing of that you like to be around children. Right. That you want to make a difference in the world. You want to make a difference in the world. And so right there, you've already started the, the ability to make a connection. So why is it important that adults are staying connected as well? I think uh, the whole being able to be mentors to each other is really helpful, but you're not going to go up to someone who you have not made a connection with and ask them for help. So I think it's very important to have those connections, not just within the school, but outside of school as well. I remember my first four years of 
teaching. I, I think probably some of my best friends in the building uh, didn't teach the same grade level as me. We would gather in the morning that we were called the breakfast club. There was a second grade teacher, a third grade teacher and a fourth grade teacher. And then I taught fifth grade that year. And we brought our breakfast, we graded papers together and we just we spent an hour before school started just talking, laughing, throwing food at each other. And uh, making that connection was the key of how I got through those first four years. You mean to tell me that on Worthy Wednesday, we could be throwing food at each other? Yes. <laughs> yes. All yes. right. That might be a fun time. I'm not sure the... <laughs> <laughs> that the coffee shop would be uh, happy with that. Yeah, they probably wouldn't let us come back if we started throwing food, but you know, give it a try if I if I dare. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and because you make it a, a connection with with the staff and with the people you work with and and the parents, you know, does not mean that you're best friends with them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're going to invite them to Sunday dinner. It doesn't mean that you're going to invite them to your wedding. Making a connection just means that you find something in common with them so that you can have a working relationship. We have to have a working relationship as adults in order to better the connections between students and adults and students and students. It's important that we do that. Well, and if we're trying to teach our kids to get along with each other the adults need to show that as well so you mean we we have to get along too yes we do so we need to have those positive interactions especially in front of students but laughter i would say is as they say laughter is the best medicine yeah and and you know we all know that life gets in the way and not everything is positive And, and it is important that kids see the positive but it's also important that kids see disagreements between adults and just, you know, if one of us is upset, then showing the students how you support that person that is upset or support the person that needs help. I feel like being those role models for them is like super important. Definitely. We want to make sure that they that they see how adults can interact, whether they like each other or not. Well, a, a healthy adult relationship. Exactly. Healthy. Yes, which is all what we're talking about, social emotional health. What I strengthen in myself, I strengthen in others, right? And being willing, because I know it can be overwhelming at times, but I do think that we need to make time for each other, to learn about each other, to do fun things with each other, and to make those connections so that when there are times where you're struggling, you know you have that support. And know that you can go to another adult and there won't be any judgment. Yeah, taking the judgment out of things is huge. You know, we've talked a lot about just connection building and 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 how to make those meaningful connections. We've used the word meaningful, at least I've, I've used it a few times. I know you guys have too, but making sure that your connections are meaningful. Fake connections are not benefiting anybody. And your kids are going to pick up on them very quickly if they realize that you're making a fake connection, meaning you're all excited about the game that they're playing, but really you're not internally excited about it. They're going to pick up on that and you've now broken and created an even bigger disconnection than if you were to just truly show that excitement and take that time to show excitement about something that those kids believe in and what they what they find is an interesting thing. This was JMJ Real Talk. Tune in next time for more on social emotional health.